Okay, you're very welcome, everybody, to the DSS um, hurling pod. We're previewing this Sunday's um, All Ireland hurling final um, between Limerick and Kilkenny. Myself, Barry Milan, um, DD Sports Science hurling coach, and Down manager Roland Sheen. Uh, you're very welcome, Roland. No bad. Cheers, Barry. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So it's All Ireland hurling final week. Um, my favourite. Weekend of the year is the hurling final. Um, what's your what's your favourite thing about um, hurling final day? Um, I just I just like walking towards the ground and knowing you're surrounded by other hurling people. I suppose when you're kind of in a county like down and you know place that you know the the number of hurling people is is relatively limited at times. So I suppose days like that it almost feels like a pilgrimage to go to to Croke Park and to be surrounded by fellow hurling people and what's the biggest, you know, week, day of the of the hurling calendar. I think, you know, unfortunately probably COVID took away from it a wee bit. And what I mean by that is that probably the seven aside tournaments and those things probably haven't fully recovered from them. It used to be a fantastic weekend, you know, the Kilmacud, St. Jude's and stuff. I know that we would have always have played in St. Jude's. We haven't been down in a couple of years since the COVID piece. So I think it's maybe lost a wee bit of that. And even the fact that you see that both Limerick and kind of uh Kilkenny aren't staying the night of the the, the final and are, and and are heading back down home, you know, and um, probably takes away a wee bit from the whole occasion of the full weekend as a package. But I think that'll come back back around the time. I think there's very very um clear circumstances around why some of the hotels and stuff like that are as as uh, as scarce as they are and the and the cost of them. So hopefully that will start to right itself over the next couple of years and we'll get back to having the the All Ireland weekend we probably all know and love, but. Certainly walking down kind of Jones's Road, walking down, being around the pubs before the match is, is probably my favourite part of it, you know, in terms of just being surrounded by hurling people, meeting people you haven't even met probably in, in six, 12 months and uh, just just getting to chat about the game we love. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that as well. Um, I lived in Dublin for for a long time and um, I live near enough to Pro Park. And um, so I love kind of being around town Saturday night to see who was around, you know, yeah. going for going for pints or anything like that. It was just seeing the crowd around, the buzz around town the night before, and then obviously that walk then uh, down to Jones's Road. You know, some great walks in hurling, like walking over that, that bridge in Turles. Um, yeah. Once the final day, or the the we used to walk down to to Park of Grieve and, and that walk there down by the river. Mm. Great walks, and uh, yeah, Jones's Road is, is definitely. Definitely up there. Um, I'm <clears throat> I'm heading up the night before now myself. Um, we were up the night of the semi the semi finals, and um, yeah. One thing now we do is go to go to the Boar's Head on Saturday night just to see who's around. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, full, it's just full of hurling people. It's just it's brilliant. Best day, best weekend of the year, really for me. Um, Absolutely. Before we get into the game itself, um. What's what's your what's your best memory of All Ireland Finals? You've been at a few. I suppose my best memory is probably 1984. Um, you know, and Cork won the centenary All Ireland in in Um, you know, I remember coming home in the car in '82 and '83. Jimmy Barry Murphy was 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 my absolute hero as a as a child growing up, but going up and going up from. 82 and 83 balling my eyes out in the car from from uh, from Dublin back to back to Kilkeel um and then traveling to to Thurlis um in 84 with my father 
um, you know, being lifted over the style, you were still able to do that. Um, and, you know, seeing Cork, Cork win the centenary All-Ireland, you know, and um, it was just, just fantastic, fantastic memory. My father being there, my brother's been there. Um, probably, you know, even more special memory now, given my father's passed away and stuff like that, you know. Um, but, yeah, I hope I'm kind of living in hope that it won't be too long before I get to share a day like that with my own son. I'm still waiting on the on the Rebels making their comeback and, and uh, getting up the steps of the of, of the Hogan stand again. But yeah, that, that would be my that would be my standout memory, you know, from a very personal side, Barry, that, that eighty four All Ireland. I think the the, the the history and the significance of it in terms of it being nineteen eighty four. Um and you know obviously getting to share it with my, with my father. I think, you know, another special memory was probably the year that Tip stopped the five in a row because there was so much talk about that at the time and thing, you know, and then those those of us of a of a particular a particular persuasion listening to Pat Kerwick swinging the the Galty Mountain boy from the steps yeah. was was, was oh, special yeah. as well. But yeah, I think the whole occasion that day in terms of the games that had led up to that point, you know, particularly Tip feeling they maybe left it behind them the year before. Um Kilkenny going for five in a row and you know Henry and, and John Tennyson probably trying to do the impossible and playing with the the ACL injuries, you know, probably just highlighted the significance of the of 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 the day. Um, and then of course, you know, large performance of the three goals and you know, just just one of those occasions. And you know, look, uh Sunday will be one of those occasions as well, because either Limerick will kind of write their names into hurling immortality in terms of you know that a, a four in a row, or indeed it'll be you know um, one of those days when Kilkenny defy the odds as as only they can and stop a four in a row. So you know S- Sunday will be a big occasion in itself and a historic occasion for for that. And, and probably regardless of the standard on 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 uh, of fair on 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 Sunday, the actual significance of the of the day will probably stick in people's memories after the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, the 2010 one. That's one of my best <laughs> memories. Uh, yeah, what a day that was. Um, another one for me was I'm, I'm a rare reader. I'm a, I'm a, a tip man, obviously, but a uh, Clare fan as well. Both my parents are Clare people and they're, they're hurling people as well. So the 2013 one, I know it, was, it wasn't a great day for Carl, mm. but that, that replay. Um, but uh, yeah, just seeing how, how happy they were because, you know, all Ireland and Clare are fairly rare, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was some day as well. Twenty thirteen uh, replay. Um, yeah. Right, look, we get into the game itself uh, on on Sunday. So I just wrote down a few things, um, and I have here uh, the Limerick lineup. If Hannah, if Declan Hannan's fish, right? We, we don't know what the teams have announced yet. Now who's going to lose out? Because Limerick, Limerick are so impressive against Galway that second half you know that, or not even t- after 25 minutes of a match they, they took over yeah uh, so do you see any changes uh, does Declan Hannon come straight in if he is fit it's hard it's hard to see him be left out if he is fit yeah like it's it's probably the critical kind of thing ahead of the final you know is he is he fit how fit is he I think if he's if they if they pass him fit they'll play him from the start because, you know, you would always, if there's a doubt over somebody's injury, if you feel he's fit enough to maybe play, you'll start him so that you don't lose a substitute. Well, actually, if you if you bring him on as a sub and he breaks down, well, then you've actually used two substitutions, so to speak. 
So I think if they feel that there's if there's mileage in them, they'll 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 play them from the start. And um, in saying that, I think it's a massive risk. You know, I, I get that it's not the same level of knee injury as as Henry had or John Tennyson had that day. You know, but I think to start a man in an All Ireland final when there are serious question marks around his fitness, not necessarily in terms of his match fitness, but his actual ability to play the game because of an, an injury. Um, I think that's that's a big, big decision, particularly in light of the fact that of all of the teams at this moment in time, Limerick probably have um, you know, the 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 the, the substitutes on the bench to, to 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 offset that loss, particularly in light of the fact that, you know, they they did so well in the second half against against Galway. Um, I suppose who who loses out? Hard to hard to tell. In some ways, you would have thought that, given how they played around the kind of the the the, the middle third, you know, would would David Reedy be the one to lose out? Probably a bit harsh, but I'm not I'm not sure. I'm seeing anybody else that they would they would potentially drop. Um, Casey maybe wasn't brilliant against 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 Galway, um, but yeah, it's it's. You know, it's not only it's not only like how much hurling will Hannon have done in the last four or five weeks, probably very, very little. Um, you know, but his presence alone is is massive for Limerick. So I suppose if he's fit, if they feel he can he can last the pace of the game, they'll start him. But um, you know, certainly the second half and how they performed against Galway, you would say that, you know, they um they don't necessarily need to take that risk, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only thing that they might risk him if he's not if I'd say I'd say if he's eighty percent he play like Richie English looks like he's out now so it kind of sorry he looks like he's out Richie English looks like he's out um supposed to pick up an injury at training uh so while they have a lot of options off the bench defensively they so might have given Sean Finn is out already yeah um so maybe that's that might fuck the I don't think anyone, nothing forces John Coyle's hand, but maybe if he's if Hannon's eighty percent, he's such a key player as well. That maybe that's it. Um, you're right to be hard on David Reedy if he lost out. He's hurting fierce well at the moment. Um, so, yeah. But you would, you'd have to say, Barry, he's not gonna, he's not gonna drop Haggerty or or Morrissey in a, for an All Ireland final, really. Like you know, yeah, not a um, chance. Haggerty played well the last day at the Turf. Yeah. If Tom you know, has to go to final, he could be hurt of the year, Ronan, you know. Yeah. You know, he's year. not gonna drop he's not gonna drop Galan for obvious reasons, and he's not gonna drop, you know, Flanagan based on, you know, the the way number one the way he's playing, but number two, what he brings to them in terms of a different approach and and, and his physicality up there. So to me, if they're gonna lose if it's, if anyone's gonna lose out, it's probably the kind of Reedy stroke case, or sorry, you know, Peter Casey kind of Peter thing. Casey you know? or, or Reedy will lose out, yeah. yeah. Two class players, some positions yeah. are all the same, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then just on Kilkenny, then like, what, what are they going to do? How how do they set up? So like, they were last year was a, was a, was was a right good game. Um, Kilkenny were right in it up to the end. So what do they have to do? What what way do you think they'll set up trying to defeat them? You know. I, I, I think Kilkenny will 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 do what they always do, try to physically match Limerick, you know, and last year they did in terms of the 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 battles, so to speak. I think they'll, you know, the, the one thing that I think Kilkenny have this year relative to last year is that 
they certainly appear to be scoring more goals this year. Um, they certainly seem to have a greater goal threat. And if you think back to the All-Ireland final last year, it was probably those couple of half goal chances that they left behind them that 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 ultimately were their was their undoing. Um, I think you know they'll 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 try and kind of you know as I said match Limerick physically. They have the defensive unit to do that. You know Blanchfield, you know Q Lawler, you know Deegan. They're they're all big men and well able to kind of compete physically as well as 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 as, as in the and and the hurling stakes young. You know, Tommy Walsh back there is a physical player as well. So, you know, they, they'll they'll be able to kind of match the the physicality that Limerick bring to the bring to the table. I think they'll they'll try and you know get the ball in to 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 TJ. I think it, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see TJ positioned in around the full forward line on a fairly consistent basis. I know he's been dropping in and out of that, but if you think about you know what where where do you think that that uh, Kilkenny could get an edge. I think that kind of ball into TJ, either him winning it in the air or breaking the ball for Cody and that coming off him, you know. Um, and the one thing that, you know, you have to give Kilkenny credit for, you know, leaving aside the fact of the, that they're excellent hurlers as well, is that, you know, just like Limerick, they have this ability that if their defence has the ball, they can just at times puck it up the field and they will, you know, invariably compete for it. Won't necessarily always win it, but their forwards will compete very heavily on that kind of 50-50 ball. So I think we're going to see on Sunday an awful lot of, you know, one-on-one contests, contests on the ball, that kind of, I suppose, throwback to how Hurling used to be. That's not to say that neither of the two teams will try work the ball through the lines when the opportunity presents itself, because they will, and indeed... Kilkenny have shown a willingness to do that this year over and above what they've done previously. But I do still think that you'll see probably a lot more of those physical exchanges, one-on-one battles in the game on Sunday than you would have if, if for example, it had been Corkfield Limerick in the final or Corkfield Kilkenny in the final or indeed Tip in the final against, you know, Limerick or whatever. The, you know, I think both these teams are both well able to win their own ball, both well able to to compete in the physical stakes. And I think John Keenan's probably the ideal referee for that as well, both in terms of how John referees the game himself, but also in terms of he's under no pressure around the assessors because he's retiring after this game. Yeah. Anyway. So John, yeah. knowing John the way, well, he'll not give a damn about what's, what the guys on the stands will be saying. And look, I think it's brilliant for John. Um, we've been lucky enough through the years to, to obviously have come across him with, as a referee, but I think it gives uh, great hope to a lot of the referees that are in that kind of uh, McDonough p- panel and, and, and below that there is a pathway for them over time, regardless of their home county and their home county standing in the in the, in the the All-Ireland Hurling Championship to get an opportunity to progress through the ranks and get to the, get to the, get to the highest day. And, uh, you know, so well done on John and I hope he and, he and his family enjoy the occasion. But I think he'll also lend himself to to a very good game on Sunday, if I'm being honest, and his style of refereeing will help that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, John John was, I think, doing the line for uh, one of our games in Ballycran this year. And um, he, like, he, he has to retire this year. That's the, the, the yeah. rule, like, you know, which is, I don't know, I uh, it's really disappointing that he has to himself and part of the wire. I, I spoke to a, a, 
uh, a referee, very prominent referee, uh, not too long ago about John Keenan and Paul Dwyer, and he said that they are two of the fittest refs out there. Two, yeah. two lads retire, they have to retire. And I just think that if you're top of your game and you're flying the fish, like something, something needs to be done about this, Ronan. Like we're we're crying out for referees, like experienced ref. We've we I th- I think I know they get a lot of flack, Ronan, but I think we're we're looking to have some really excellent young refs at the moment. Well, you've got Michael Kennedy and Tip, uh, Kevin Jordan and Tip, Shane Hines from Galway, Sean Stack in Dublin. I know he's a he's a clear man really, but he, he's a Dublin ref. Those four refs, I I think they're Patrick Burke from Carlow. They, they're excellent referees. Right, but when we with Fergal Horgan retiring, and now John and Paul O'Dwyer have retired, there's a lot of experience being lost there. Yeah, like like just 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 as as we know, like you know, your team needs experience on on the pitch. Do you know the referees group are are a tight group, and there's a lot of experience being lost this year. I, I just something's amiss there. Yeah, no, look, I think I think oh, it's a. Uh, the challenge, you know, in yeah. terms of of not having uh, not having you know that level of experience, so it does make a difference. You know, even in the even in the in the case of you know the experienced head, knowing to to ignore the lunatic like myself jumping up and down and shouting from the sideline, like you know, and just to just to get on with it, you know. But ultimately, you know, I think hurling refereeing because of the pace of the game, etc., is incredibly is incredibly difficult. Um. I think it does take an element of experience to get up to the pitch of the game, the same way that it takes a player a period of time to get up to the pitch of the game and they need to learn their trade, etc. And um, I think that you know one of the things is that I would kind of we all we all get frustrated with Hawkeye, we all get frustrated with with um you know waiting for 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 whether the ball's going over the bar or not. You know, one thing on the referee in stakes bar that I think is you know I'm not a fan of of VAR and soccer, it drives me mad to, to an extent that Celtic matches, etc. But there, are, there, there is at times, is there a case for some element of a of a video um, replay or something for referees? You know, you think back to this year's championship and there definitely have been a couple of teams that, you know, have, you know, ended up on the wrong side of marginal calls. Now, when I say marginal calls, and I'll give you a prime example, you know, the couple of the couple of goals that Galan has got this year or set up this year with a high ball coming in, you know, is he playing the hurley before it arrived? You know, you know, and you know, if the referee saw that again, would he give it different? He may not because it's a marginal call. You can argue, you know, he has played the hurley, or you could argue, no, he's not. He's using the hurley to defend his hand. Similarly, the you know the likes of the penalty that day and 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 and, and Limerick, you know, you know, if James Owen saw it again, would he would he still give a penalty? I think. I think in some ways he possibly could because Donahue was doing as much as what Gala, you know, you know. So, mm. but I, but I, but I do think there are that there is a case in some of those things. And um, hopefully Sunday will be without controversy. But let's be honest, referees, you know, and I say this as 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 a manager myself. If if I had a player who goes through a game only making two mistakes in a match, he's had some match. You know, for, yeah, you know, know. That, that that's that's the reality, and yet we're all expecting. The referee to be flawless, um, and I think that's very tough. Don't get me wrong, Barry. I'm, as you know, I'm as big a lunatic at times as, as anybody else when it's when it's going against me and shouting about free counts and everything. You know, 
And we, uh, look, that's part of the game. That's part of the passion, and we all love the game, or whatever the case may be. When you look at a prime example this year, even from our own perspective, you know, the day we played Kildare, and the last free that you know that 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 we didn't get or whatever. I remember coming off the field shaking hands with Shane Hines afterwards, and you know Shane explaining why you know he didn't give it. And I just look, Shane, it's one of those 50 50 ones. You know, he could have given it, he couldn't have given it. You know, but he you know put it this way, he called it as he saw it. Mm. He didn't call it to do to do down, to, you know, out of a free. Yeah. You know, and, and look, there's no referee doing that. You know, so look, hopefully Sunday's about controversy. It flies, and it has, it's a great day for John and his family because. You know, on a personal level, I know this obviously from from Connerly and being my own, been been my own cousin and being a close friend of mine. You know, it's a fantastic occasion for 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 the family of the referee as well and for his club and things like that. So, you know, um, and I think as I said, John will do a really good job at mm-hmm. something. I'm, I'm, I think he'll compliment the game. Yeah, I, I look, I hope so. And the fact that it's his last game, he might we might have a, a repeat of the of uh, the monster final last year, maybe the exactly. game, which would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Exactly. Uh, just one thing about just. Um, last week in the football on Sunday, um, mm. Joe McQuillan wasn't. There was a potential time wasting incident. Mm. Uh, whether it was a head injury or not, mm. I don't know. But Joe McQuillan wasn't having any of it. He just yeah. kicked it out. And uh, I'd be interested to see what what John does if if, if uh, someone's contact lens falls out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what will you do? Yeah. Um, I, I I think to throw it in. You know, if he, if he thinks they're trying to buy something and it's an Owen Murphy or a Nicky Quaid is trying to do it, throw it in. But know, every Nicky. team's at it, boy. You know, oh, like, of course, yeah. You know, like, Nicky's Nicky, Nicky's getting the Nicky's getting the slack for it because like, if, you, if you think back to Limerick at the minute, you know, and where they are and stuff, like, they're in the exact same situation where Kilkenny were when they were going for five in a row that everybody wanted them to beat. You know, and it was, they were over physical and they were over, you know, and... Like everyone was delighted to see Limerick win in 2018. Yeah, you know, 2018 was brilliant. They hadn't won since 1973, and there was men crying in the stands and everything else. And lo and behold, five years later, everybody's sick of the sight of the ball was the lesser Limerick part, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's the nature, that's the nature of sport, you know. And, and you had this whole thing about, you know, Nicky taking off the helmet and going down or whatever else, you know. Let's be brutally honest. Every single inter-county team and every and most club teams are at that crack when the flow of the game goes against them. It's smart like, management, isn't it? No, yeah. listen, it's part of it. Listen, it's part of the thing. Can you break up the play? Can you slow down the play? Can you give yourself a chance to get, you know, uh, back on it again? You know, like, if you think about it, you know, if if they were doing a, uh, if they were doing a review of the game and Nicky hadn't gone down or Nicky hadn't made some attempt to slow down the play, and they were doing the video analysis. You can be damn sure that Kylie and Canerk would have been sending them on the on the Monday night or the Tuesday night. What the hell were you doing? We conceded four points in a row there, and you made no effort to slow the game back. You know, so let's not let's not be over the top and criticizing, you know, Nicky Quaid and Limerick and, and suggesting that in some way that they're practitioners of dark arts that nobody else is at, because that's something everyone's at to try and break up the play. Now, I do think it'll be interesting on Sunday to see how that's handled. Because of course, if you take off the helmet and you go down, um, you are initially either suggesting you've got, you know, an issue with a contact, or you've had a, a head injury, you know. But the danger of that is that, you know, referees throw the ball in and try and move on, and then one day somebody is down with a genuine head injury, and 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 and, and mm. it becomes a problem. But I do think that come Sunday, if Nicky takes the helmet off, I'd say the ball be thrown in. Yeah, 
you know, and, and that's as much because of the media and the and the noise that's been created about it as 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 opposed to anything else. It's it's daft to suggest that this is a this is a liberal thing. Like it's only frustrating. Oh, yeah. It's only frustrating. It's frustrating if you're the opposition or it's the, you want the opposition to win. You know, but like I just think that they're they're the best management team out there at fixing stuff, and they use they do whatever they can. Like it's they're they're just they're just amazing. The, the, the yeah, not, just, absolutely. Uh, not just Kylie and Kinnert, but you know the. The other lads that are there as well with the Malin. Just having to be cleverer than the rest of us, Barry, and we're all there's just ah, jealous, you know. <laughs> they're just they're 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 out. They're unbelievable. Just brilliant there. They are um, fantastic. Yeah. Just um so what when I was what, what we what else can we talk about? I was thinking, what's different this year between this year and last year? So I'm just looking at here. Um so Lynch is back. Limerick uh, was very good when when Limerick were struggling. Lynch was one. If you remember, he got a he got a ball. Yeah. Some one of the Galway defenders bounced off him, and he stuck it over, and he he was excellent after that. You know, he's not. He's, he, we might see the kind of the wizardry that we've been seeing for the past couple of years from him because he's linking a lot of play, and he's. I, mean, I think he got two points as well. But he, yeah, he was, gee, I thought he was superb on it. Um, no, he played, he, play, he played very well, but I think, you know, look, you've got to look at that Limerick game against Galway in the context that, you know, Galway had a fantastic chance to go up by eight points, and they were up by five, they had a chance of a goal which was saved on the, on the line, I'm not sure if it was an instinctive save or if it just hit the hurley, but, you know, it, 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 it was saved, they came up the field directly from that play and scored a point, and it was four points, you know, I think if Galway had scored that goal, then you were looking at a very, very different game because at that time Galway were totally on top and were and were were you know um, looking fantastic in terms of the way they were spreading the ball into the corners, all of that kind of play. You know, Limerick, Limerick, you know, just totally squeezed that kind of. I think it was about a seven or eight minute period before half time where they knocked over four points in a row, um, and and you know all of a sudden. A half where Galway had done all of the hurling, they were coming in at half time only up by a point or something like that. There maybe a bit point, or, you know. And then once they got the second goal in this and in, in the second half, you know, you just felt the game was over in many ways, yeah. you know. And, and and they put on the power play and they squeezed up on the on the Galway on the Galway puck out. The one thing you would say about Sunday is that you know Kilkenny will have a lot better um, facility to win. Long puckouts if they have to go long, and they, you know, like Galway. I think there was somebody put up your um, there is the guy that does the GA or he's not allowed to call himself GA stats man anymore. His Gaelic stats man, he has to call himself. But he put up the stats. Really? <laughs> yeah, he, he put up the he put up the stats of the of the semi final, um, and he was saying the that in the second half, I think Galway only won two of their own puckouts, and they were both short puckouts. The rest of the puckouts or something might have been as extreme as that, but you know their their, their puckout retention was on the ground and um, mm-hmm. in the in the in the second on the second half, and you can see that you know they just literally couldn't get their hands on the ball or couldn't get their hands on quality ball in the second yeah. half. You know, like you think about the Kilkenny team, you know, like they've got the ability to win their own ball and the ball can be pucked out long. And yep, Limerick are 
are strong under the ball, but so are Kilkenny, you know, and they've got the option of bringing on Wally Walster as well, another big man to win ball, you know, they've got, you know, they've got TJ under the ball, you know, Owen Cody can win his ball, Adrian, you know, they've got, they've got options that can win that kind of high ball, which Galway didn't seem to have and which allowed Limerick to press up and effectively turn the game. So, you know, I think that while, you know, Limerick's kind of strength and ability in that kind of middle third is obviously key to their success, I do think that Kilkenny have the physical attributes to to match that and and make that a battle far more so than Galway did in the second half of the of the semi-final. With, with, with that warning, um, just um, it's, it's worth noting as well that uh, Peter Casey is back. I don't think Peter Casey was fit last year. Was he? No. No, for Limerick. So that's what's changed for them. And they don't have possibly Hannon and they definitely don't have Sean Finn. Kilkenny have David Blanchfield this year playing really well. Tom Phelan is playing now. And Conor Fogarty is, is in the middle. So they had a little bit of change from last year. But just on, you spoke about long puck outs, um, bringing on Wally Walsh. Do you think he might start? I know he's been an impact sub, but thinking about it during the week. Um, so was it a possibility to start? I, 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 I think, you know, I think there's going to be a battle of attrition for a period of time on on. On Sunday, you know, and I think you're going to need to have impact subs to come on. I, I you know, um, it's a hard one. You know, personally speaking, I'd I'd hold him off and I'd hold off Richie as well. I think they're two they're two good um impact men to come on because you know while Walter's a big man and, and certainly very very uh good man to win high ball and win his own ball. Once he shifts, like he's hard to stop with the ball, uh, you know, running through as well. So. You know, as the game opens up a bit, he's certainly an option there to run, run to the net or uh, and create a goal opportunity as well. So, you know, I, 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 personally speaking, I would hold off starting him. I think I, I would, I would, I would go with what I had in the semi final, and I would bring him on. I think himself and himself and Richie, you know, they were cute enough to to win a couple of frees, get a couple of scores at a crucial time when Clare looked as if they were coming into the ascendancy. Um, yeah. And I think that bit of acuteness and experience will be vital going mm-hmm. down the, the closing straight on Sunday. Um, because everybody, there's, there's definitely going to be a wee bit of additional nerves on, on Sunday because of the magnitude of the event and the opportunity for, for Limerick to, to, to do a four in a row, do something they've never done in their past, do something that probably only three teams have done before or two other teams have done before them write their names into hurling immortality, you know, that in itself brings its own pressure, no matter how long you've played the game, you know, so, yeah. you know, I, 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 um, yeah, I, I, I if, if I was Derek, I would hold off on, on Wally um, and bring him on, but then, you know, Derek's obviously a lot better at this game than I am, and this game I am, so he'll make his own decision on that. Yeah, um, like you've got, you said Richie Hogan, Killian Buckley to come on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just have a feeling that they, they might go with him. I don't know. They might, they might, you know. And the thing, like the, I suppose, the positive from them is this: that they, that they have, that they have, that they have um, options now. While last year, you know, 
they looked bereft of options um, towards the end of the game. You know, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I do think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I think Limerick will will clearly be the be the be the favourites, um, and for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, the the you know, there, I think um, Kilkenny won't be far away, and don't be surprised to see Kilkenny do what they always do and sneak over the line and and uh, and create a shot. You know, there's probably there's probably no. I'll tell you one thing is for sure, Kilkenny will not fear Limerick. There'll be other teams will be will will fear Limerick and, and talk about Limerick, and but um, they certainly they certainly won't. Yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm kind of coming around now to they might do it. Um, just on TJ's role, right? So, um, we see what how influential he was against Clare. Um, he, if memory serves me right now, last year's All Ireland, particularly in the first half, because Kenny won a bit of pressure. He was he was excellent. Just whether when the freeze. Linking the play, which he's doing, he's done brilliantly. Uh, will Limerick just play their own game, or do you think they'll they might put someone on him the way Kilkenny do did to Tony Kelly because he is hugely influential? Um, it's a difficult one, you know. Like, if you were Limerick, would you not be saying, "Will let Kilkenny worry about us"? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you know, like when you think about it. You know what? You know, like they 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 rarely have have gone down that path, so to speak, of of worrying about other or the opposition because clearly they're the top dogs. They're the team that's on top. Um, you know, I I I would I would be amazed if they went down that path. You know, I think you know time and again they've kind of shown their ability to to you know manage it in the game if they need to so I think if they find in the game that they're struggling or that they need to, 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 to go down that path then I think they'll slip into that mode very very easily as they've shown in the past before and their ability to to uh, to, 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 to manage in game so to speak you know, and you know you and I both talk about that quite a bit Barry around players ability to to manage themselves or to make the changes themselves and to adapt based on what game um unfolds in front of them or how the game unfolds in front of them you know you can't you can't coach that and so to speak that comes from experience that comes from players leading in training leading in matches you know making decisions themselves taking ownership and um, and I think that's one of the that's you know that that's one of the things that's very noticeable about this Limerick team is their ability to to in their ability to deliver on in-game management. Yeah. Um, I get that people will argue about, you know, there's there's messages getting slipped in from Kylie and from Paul Kinnerick with physios and all that, you know, and maybe there is, but I also think that that particular group of, of Limerick players just know how to manage games as well and how to how to adapt in games to to what's some yeah, no, they, we, we give the we give the Limerick management a lot of credit, but it must be said they're like you said they're they're, they're their in-game management is, is, is exceptional as well. Um, I listened to the Jerry Football Manager, his post-match interview um, after the Kerry match. He talked about players. It's like, it's like coaching each other during during the match. And I think if, if TJ was getting 
um, was really influencing the game that you, you kind of trust the the likes of Will O'Donoghue and Hannon um, to, to manage that themselves as well. Because there's only so much we can do on the sideline as well. We Absolutely. can't see, we, we, as a coach like you and a manager, you can't see what the players are seeing, really. So um, I think that, that's one of Limit's great strengths as well is their, their in, in-game leadership as well. Um, just on, uh, on when you play against Limerick, so do you just go for it? With them, so like if you take the if you let's say you don't play a sweeper and you you push up right, I you but you're potentially leaving yourself open as in as as we saw in the monster final when Galan went to town uh, on the careful yeah. back line, um, or do you drop back, not necessarily sweeper, but just drop back a bit, but then you leave yourself maybe open to being punished from out the field by yeah. Kyle Hayes' runs or Jamer Burns' shooting, you know, or Hannon's shooting if he's playing, you know, because they're they can be deadly accurate from 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 distance. That's, yeah, look, it's always a it's always a question, do you step or twist, so to speak. I think Kilkenny will always defend the D, so to speak. So they'll always, you know, they've always had that that kind of style where they don't concede goals easily or they tend not to concede goals. So I think they will drop back. I don't think they'll play a sweeper, but I think they will do what they've always done through the years where they'll have somebody defending the D or, or dropping back. I think that will require their players further out the field to work even harder. But let's be honest, is there any team that works harder than Kilkenny? No, they don't, you know, and and, and like, you know, they, they probably have have a culture of this now built up over 20, 25 years where their outfield players and their their kind of middle kind of eight or or more particularly their 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 forward unit come out and work very hard and can come come back challenging for ball and fighting for ball etc. So I think they will defend the D. I think they will try to ensure that they 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 don't get they don't get exposed there. But I think they will they will offset that with their work rate out the field, which will be at a lot higher level. Than what we're seeing from from uh, what we've seen from some other teams that have that have played Limerick. I think the other bit that they that you'd have to say is that you know when Hayes and these guys go to charge up the field, I don't see them charging up the field the same way unchallenged as they did against other teams. I think Kilkenny will physically hit them as they move. I think they will try to put a challenge and they will they will look to do you know like I think you know with the exception of the first minute last year where they got caught for the goal of Haggerty right at the start, you know, they didn't really concede masses of those kind of overlap goals or running goals to uh, chances in the final. So, you know, look, I, I don't think they'll play a sweeper because they generally don't play a sweeper. But as I said, I think they will play that kind of Kilkenny style over a period of time where they defend the D and they then offset that by, the, by, by, by how their forward unit and their midfielders work. And, you know, you even look at the, in the Clare game, you know, and you look at that fantastic block that Conor Fogarty made, you know, that, that you know, like they have, and there was a couple of times in the second half, it was right back the far end of the field, and it was TJ Reid that was putting in the tackles and the hooks mm-hmm. and the blocks, you know, like they, they, they have, they have an inbuilt culture of work rate now over a number of years to the extent that you won't get near a Kilkenny team unless you have that willingness to work hard, that willingness to tackle, etc., um, and that then gives them permission to to then you know hurl and to 
and to show the very good hurling skills they have because you know there's always this piece around Kilkenny. People talk about how hard they work, how hard they tackle, and they do, but that maybe takes away from 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 the fact that they're sublime hurlers as well. You know. Excellent. All right. Um, college. Who's going to do it? Who's going to win? Yeah. Look, it's hard to see past Limerick. You know, like you know, I think I think you'd you'd have to say that. You know, they're going for four in a row. Um, they've taken every challenge that's been thrown at them this year. I do think, as I've said in a, on, a, on an earlier podcast, if you had a couple of, you know, I do think they're on a downward curve. I think they're they're coming back towards the pack again. Um, I think if anyone can catch them on All-Ireland Day, it's Kilkenny. Um, so I wouldn't be amazed by a Kilkenny victory, if I'm being honest. Um, but I do think that, that Limerick will probably slip over the line by, by two or three points, but not by any more than that. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think Limerick will do it. They get their four in a row and uh, they'll start planning for five in a row. That's it. Especially for the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. Um, hopefully we'll have a great game. Uh, enjoy the match, Ronan. I'm sure we might, we might see you on the Sunday. Yeah, no bother. All right, bye. Take it easy.